Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hola, we are here for the finale of Season 4. This is There's No Place Like Home. Part 2. Part 2. And I'm glad we did this one separately because, well, for one thing, the flashbacks had a different structure than the previous one yes. episode did. Where we had seen the earliest, or not flashbacks, flash forward. Yeah. That's confusing. Uh, <laughs> it had been the earliest flash forwards in the sequence, and now we have... We're back to the very end of them, basically. Yeah, we're post-end of season three's Fight Forward. Yes, that's right. Man, this was a tense two-part finale, or two-hour finale. It was, it was two hours on TV originally with commercials. and It's, it's nice to be able to watch it without commercials on you know, DVD. I, I was thinking when I mentioned the thing about the commercials, like, the nice thing about the commercials, first time watching it, you'd mute it and be like, wait, what's going you, you get some talk. Time. Yeah, do decompress between every time speed. to decompress a little bit. That's that's true. That's it diffuses some of the tension. I, oh, I man, suppose it, it ramps also, up. Yeah, I suppose it also increases in some ways. You know, like ah, you have a more cliffhangers over the course of the time. Constant but, cliffhangers. Yeah, but hi, Janelle, honey. Hi. How are you doing? Confused. Confused. <laughs> what are you most confused about at this very moment? Uh, well, everything. <laughs> Um, let's see. What are my current questions? Did Jin survive? Are Sawyer and Juliet and maybe, oh, uh, Rose and Bernard just still hanging out on the island? Ben moving the island was, why did he have to put all that metal stuff into the orchid? Or how did that relate to him? I think I can explain that one a little yeah. bit. Because yeah, it's there's so much going on. Okay. I th- I think he basically did it to break. You saw him push past that that stuff to like basically broke the chamber where the where he was putting it in, and he like he pushes past that at some point into the cave that you saw. Mm-hmm. Because so I, yeah, Dharma had built over top of more ancient structures, and he just wanted to, he wanted to break the chamber basically by piling all the metal in there to break through the wall. I mean, you know, it's interesting. This is not the first time Dharma's done that. You know, Ben's house has that secret secret room <laughs> that we saw that. It's all ancient. That's just built over the yeah. the older stuff. Yeah, sure. And I, I feel like Ben's little line there about Dharma's silly experiments says a lot about what the others think about what mm-hmm. Dharma was doing all this time. They they didn't think much of the I guess the science version of the island mm. magic. Yeah, it would seem. Any other questions? Yes, <laughs> uh, a few. I think I have a slightly better idea of why the Oceanic Six. We're finding it necessary to lie about where, where they've their, been. their whole story. How in the world did Locke get off the island, and why was he going around as Jeremy Bentham, and for how long? What? How did? What happened right after Ben turned that style thing? I mean, what happened to Ben? Clearly, the island moved. Well, we have an, actually we we have a, an idea about that one. You remember the flash forward where he appears in the Tunisian desert wearing oh, yeah. a parka? Oh, yeah. That's about all the explanation you're really going to get, I think. Somehow, well, we know that apparently the island can move. And somehow, apparently part of that involves weird... Space-time stuff. Space-time weird configurations. Well, we also know from, what, season two, that there are certain touch points on the Earth, like Tunisia being one of them. The Rose episode talks about there are certain hot spots on the Earth that the island's connected to. Well, it doesn't talk about it. talks about there being weird places. Like you mean, like the energy fields, energy fields, the energy fields. Yeah, I think I'm always assumed that Tunisia is one of those. Uh, well, we did find a polar bear there too. Oh, that's true. Charlotte found a polar yeah. bear there. Oh gosh, 
So yeah, now that we've seen evidence that the alley can move, it also kind of helps pinpoint certain other weird things. Like for instance, why did a plane that took off from Africa wound up on, a, on an island in the Pacific? Wait. Remember, uh, remember, Echo. Mr. Echo's brothers, the the plane, the drug plane, wound up on the island, and they're like, that plane took uh, off from like where were he's from, Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. how did a Nigerian plane end up in the South Pacific? You know, over by Australia. Because the island moves, so apparently sometime in its history, something weird with that plane must have happened. But how? And I mean, that doesn't explain all of it, but, and, you know, you can put the pieces together. Well, and most of most of your questions are things they actually addressed pretty early in Season 5. Yeah. So far. Certain things. My question, is, and I'd like to talk to geologists about this, is that one chamber where the frozen donkey wheel is... Is that cold just be, supposed to be cold just because it's really deep underground? Why is that? Or is I think it's island, or is that weird island energy stuff? I think it's weird island energy stuff. Yeah, what do you might think? Not that cold. Yeah, like yeah, it seems like it'd be hotter. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's that was my thought. I think it's the whole like negative exotic energy okay. particle sort of thing. like maybe this the light. There's all that light inside where the wheel was. Maybe that was like just sucking all the heat out of that room. Could be. I don't know. Just theorizing here. That was a very strange and mysterious room. <laughs> yes. I kept waiting for Jacob to finally appear somewhere like, and <laughs> give us some idea about that stuff, too. Yeah. We have a little little ways to go yet before we finally get to meet Jacob face to face. It does happen. It does happen. But we're not there yet. How do we even start this? Yeah, thing? Where, where, where do we? How do we begin our deep dive here? One more thing. Yes, yes. Desmond and Penny. Uh, yes. Let's start. Let's start there. That is the most happy thing in this entire episode. Oh, and it was so needed too. Like one thing after another is just going horribly wrong in the in, toward the end of this this episode. You know, because you know the whole thing with Oceanic Six, their their off island lives are miserable, and seeing how like the freighter blows up and. It's just one bad, <laughs> terrible thing after another. And then Desmond and Penny. Oh, and it's great. It's, I mean, it's, it's basically you catastrophe, for you guys don't know, it's the opposite of a c- catastrophe, Tolkien coined uh-huh. it. But the idea that, like, you weren't really expecting, I mean, it makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. but there was no hint of it this episode. It was a hint bay back, way back in constant that she knew where he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yes! Yeah, so good. An unex- a totally unexpected good out of a lot of tragedy. Mm-hmm. And, oh boy, it, it felt good. It was. It really fed back into, well, one of the best episodes of All of Lost and the best episode of the season. And it was nice, too, because, like, Desmond was kind of, has kind of been in a... He's kind of been stuck on the freighter for, like, ever since then. Mm-hmm. So he, he didn't have a whole lot to... Do. It's interesting in that, like, it's payoff for that, but he didn't have a whole lot to do uh, until the last few episodes. But yes, yay, Desmond. And there was so much tension about like, you knew certain, it's pretty remarkable, even those of us, I mean, it was tense even for those of us who knew where people would wind up. But even for the audience scene the first time, you knew what happened, like, okay, Oceania and Six are going to be okay, but what about Desmond? Yeah. What about Frank? Like, they, they, they pretend to, you know, they like have that whole scene like, oh no, he's dying, he's, mm-hmm. you know. Uh-huh. I was... Very distraught. <laughs> no, Desmond can't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they're super good in the suspense and oh. that whole last whole stuff with the like ba- basically everything from Kimi showing up in the in the orchid okay, again. Uh, so let's talk. Let's maybe we should break this down by characters. Okay, where we want to start, Ben and um. Actually, rewinding, we could go follow Ben 
his whole thing leading them to the chopper and then mm-hmm. apparently Kate and Saeed were working with the others Those, to take yeah. out the Kimi and his evil mercenaries. And then the others made good Oh, and Saeed, that battle, that fight scene was great. Oh, Saeed versus Kimi was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Rambo versus Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> First blood. <laughs> I mean, those are the two you wanted to see go up against each yeah. other. Your, your Rambo versus the other Rambo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, after seeing a lot of the others like turn tail and flee and the survivors having beat them up last time, it was interesting to see the others, yeah, basically take out this pack of mercenaries. Like, pretty hardcore. It's, I mean... Like Ewoks versus Imperial style. <laughs> but it just reminded you, it's like, yeah, they have been the protectors of the silent for a while. Uh, for a long time. Yeah, so that that was... That, that was gratifying. Yeah. It was gratifying. Mm-hmm. So let's just do Saeed since we're there. Okay. He's, he's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, he's... He, right now, at this point, he's very much the get things done guy. Even the flash forwards. Even like, the flash forwards. Like, like, let's get this done guy. Like, <laughs> hey, Hurley, we're going. We're, there's people watching you. Um, I just assassinated the guy outside. Uh, <laughs> come on, I'm going to take you someplace where it's safe. Don't worry, we're not going back to the island. I'm not doing anything crazy like, like that. So is he uh, telling the truth or not? I think so. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember for sure. I mean, we know he's been working for Ben. Mm-hmm. And Ben wants to get people back to the island. Doesn't necessarily mean they're on the same page. We nah, seen, that's true. We haven't seen confirmation of that currently. Although, at this point, you might think that, yeah, he's just telling what Hurley what he wants to to hear yeah. to keep going. But I don't feel like and, that's true, but I don't fe- remember the details. Future Saeed's so hardcore. Yeah. Also, the other question I have, which don't have to spend time on now, is why does Locke's death change everything for the Oceanic Six survivors? Mm. Anyway, carrying on. Or does it? Yeah, we, <laughs> we can dig in some, some more into that. But one thing I wanted to note, I feel like this is one of the last few times that Mr. Echo gets name dropped. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. It's sad. They kept wanting to try to do something like some other sort of dead appearance, but he was, I think he lived in Africa and it just wasn't, that no, just I, wasn't ever available. I really wanted him to make another appearance. I think it would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. He's like the one actor that didn't get, they, they just didn't, couldn't get him. They just couldn't get him to do a, not even a flashback or anything, mm. but, but anyway, Poor Hurley, but at least he's with uh, old friend now. Yeah, I mean, kind of a, a remarkable difference from last episode. It was like, oh, hey, Saeed and Nadia, good to see you here. He's like, dude, I haven't seen you in forever. What have you been doing? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Never mind. I don't really want to know. Probably. <laughs> I guess we could talk about some more flash forward stuff just because that's probably pretty self-contained okay. and we're on the subject. Yep. I think Kate gets the creepiest one. Yeah. Probably. Oh. Her creepy Claire dream. Don't uh, bring her back. Don't bring him back, Kate. Which, again, I don't know that what that really means, per se. I can't really theorize on that. I guess, I guess it's just the whole, like, if everyone's supposed to come back, yeah. don't bring him. Don't bring Aaron. Which is actually kind of remarkable, because, yeah, well, I guess I won't touch that, but I don't, they don't. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, that's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> but she, I mean, but Kate is the most hardcore about, I'm not going back. Yeah, that's true. Like, no. Which is fascinating. He, she actually has a reason to... Stick around. Do not run. To run, not run. I mean, she she is in some ways the most stable after coming back. Yeah, ironically, uh, very ironically. I wonder if that's because she finally took care of things with her mom, or I don't know. I don't have an. In answer some ways, she solved her problem, which was like needing a reason not to run. Oh, by having her child. Yeah. By having a child. Yeah, I think so. I, I said trial. Oh, trial. Well, that too. Both. Oh, I see what you mean. Both working through her old guilt. And having a new reason. I mean, hmm. no one else has worked through anything. I mean, Zach hasn't worked through any of his issues. No. 
Hurley, I mean, Hurley's complicated. He, he doesn't necessarily have issues. He just has dead people, <laughs> which is a new issue, not an old one. Yeah. And in many ways, I'd, Hurley ha- has an outstanding mission as much as Jack does. Like, if you want to get really okay. fat- fatalistic about okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I like the, the cameo by Walt. Yes, that was that was nice. I forgot about like, that. Like, none of you came and saw me except Jeremy Bentham. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> yeah. Now that you know who that is, that, that hits a little differently, doesn't it? It does. And it makes its own kind of sense because they were friends on the mm-hmm. island. Mm-hmm. But it sh- Hurley, if I recall correctly, it didn't seem like good news to him. Yeah. Well, you know, last they saw Lockley, if they didn't really want to have anything to do with the island, Lock was probably the last person from there they really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Especially if he was trying to tell them, you need to go back. Oh, is that what he was doing off-island? Yeah, I think that's, I think, didn't, uh, yeah, because didn't Jack say that? He came and he said, I need to go. Mm-hmm. And he had he had come and came and visited everyone else. And Kate was like, why in the world would I go to his funeral? Because Kate hates Locke. And she probably thinks that Jack should hate Locke. Yeah. Jack's super conflicted. I mean, it's interesting. Because, like, this episode, he's like, there is no miracles. We're just getting off. And But now he can't yeah. shake the, like, island moved. We left yeah. people behind. I mean, that last conversation between Jack and Locke had a lasting effect on him, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, you don't believe a miracle. I mean, it... And it was really nice that they had they were able to have the moment. I imagine the writers were like really trying to figure out, okay, we need to get locked. We want this last conversation. Because they hadn't seen each other since the beginning of the season. Yeah. And it's one of their favorite conflicts to explore. Mm-hmm. So it's impressive they even managed to get them together at one time. With, time. with all the stuff moving on. With all the stuff moving on. And that, yeah, like it, it touched base on the whole man of science, man of faith. Yep. Rekindled that. Locke was the first person to give Jack the... Plant the, the seed of you're gonna have to lie about this. You gotta yep. keep the se- if you're gonna leave, you gotta keep all the secret. And Jack at first is like, well, whatever. And then you know, I mean, he, the thing is, he knows Locke's right, but he hates. He, yeah, it's not. It's against how he runs things. Mm-hmm. It plays totally counter to. On one hand, Jack wants to be fix things. He wants to be the one a leader. He wants to be able to take charge, and yet he's having these two conflicting feelings of responsibility and the one doesn't make any sense to him is it in some ways if Locke and jack could like combine the best of their personalities we'd have they'd both be better off yeah yeah i mean and it's interesting here i mean you really see the difference between Locke and ben here Locke is immediately like oh okay i want to protect the island obviously but he doesn't want to kill innocent people on the freighter good command decisions are ruined by bad emotional responses (laughs) ben's uh, only Ben could go from like homicidal rage to like snarky, oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> snarky, cold rationalism. Yeah, within a space. Oh man, it's so I mean that he he just beats on King, which emotionally makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But then he's like, he just killed her on the on the island on the freighter. He's like, so like, man, yeah. the writers have to love writing him though. His moral compass is so whacked. Yeah, yeah it's very whack. Mm-hmm. So let's just say, so I think the portal opposite to the, hey, it's a penny, is, man, that scene when the freighter blows up and Jen's on it, and, oh. man, son, that Screaming. scene, that scene just gets me. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't even watch it, first time watching, I'm just like, man, very intense. At the moment when um, Jack tells her he's gone, or it's gone, or it's too late, or something like that, she calms down, or she's quiet for a second, and then she starts screaming again. Mm-hmm. 
I felt like that's the best thing to do. Scream some more. Please, just scream some more. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only right response to something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like her soul was shattered mm-hmm. is, is is what that felt like. And oh, oh, that's so hard. So who do you think um we haven't actually touched on Sun's conversation there with Charles Woodmore? That mm-hmm. was very interesting. That was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Who do you think that she's out to get? The other person probably that she blames for Jack. It could be Jack, although I'm not sure. Jack says that Sun blames him. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, and Jack would blame himself too. Well, yeah, yeah. Although I think uh, there might be some, one other man that uh, Widmore uh, would be happy to get. Ben. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> that suddenly gets really complicated. Yeah, yeah. Seeing Sun on the side of Charles Woodmore. Oh it, no. That could be problematic. I had completely Very. forgotten that. Interesting fact trivia here. I believe that that scene was actually filmed in London, which is one of the few times, because apparently Alan Dale, who plays Charles Woodmore, was in a London play at, th- at that time. I think it might have been Spam a lot, actually. Of, of, all, of, of all things. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. So it was one of the few times Lost is not filmed in the U.S. or particularly in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, they actually took a camera crew over there and. Did that? I feel like maybe that scene and the one, the other one, the was, other one with Ben, with earlier. Ben and Woodmore yeah. might might have both been done in London. Yeah, but anyway, fun trivia there. Um, we have not talked. Uh, Sawyer decides to be the hero in Jabal the helicopter. Mm-hmm. But man, how horrible is that? He's like going to be the hero. He gets to the beach. He looks back. The boat's blown up. Yeah, oh, but, <laughs> but crawling out of the water and just thinking about next scene. Like, <laughs> I'm beaming. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for that for a long time. Yeah. I can't pay anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I know. No spoilers. Um, but <laughs> Sawyer just had a hero journey this entire season. He's. It's mm-hmm. interesting. We There's not a single Sawyer-centric episode in this season. That's pr- probably partly because it's a short season. Mm-hmm. Partly also because he wasn't available for flash forwards because he's not off island. Yeah. We don't know where the island is at this point. And a flashback would be dumb at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's no reason. So For him, at least. So it's interesting. So ba- and there's no one. He's separated from all his island stash. So he's he's basically just a count in this season. He's like a counterfoil to Locke, qu- basically questioning, mm-hmm. what are you doing, man? To basically protecting all the people that he's come to care about between Claire and Hurley and, and Kate. So it's. He's like the less crazy Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's quite fun to see him in this hero mode, isn't it? Very. <laughs> He's come a long way. It was bittersweet to see him jump out of the plane, but gratifying when he at least got to the island alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess he got there before it moved. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And we saw him whisper something to Kate, which... which what about was... Clementine? Well, we don't know. Oh, who, we don't know that yet. We don't know who. It's oh, about. I figured. Oh, we, okay. We just saw that. We know that Kate was doing something, something that for, Jack. for Sawyer that Jack got angry about. If he was about, right? Know, he felt right. cheated on about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's basically an Easter egg for that. I guess we should we should give a little mention to Michael here. Mm, yes, he gets his redemption. It lost style. Lost redemption. style. I mean, yeah. it was interesting to see him reconnect briefly with Son and Jen. And he's like, got, like, go, he's all about being a good father. He's like. Yeah. Go be a father. I've messed mine up. Well, and and Michael and Jen had had a very long relationship, mm-hmm. a very tumultuous relationship. Actually, I forgot to mention this, but when we had the Michael episode, it was really sad to see him pawn off the watch that Jen had given, had yeah. given him. 
because that was a whole plot thread. Yeah. When he goes to the pawn shop, he was actually pawning it. That's why the guy's like, why does this have Korean on the back of it? Yep. Do you remember it's the watch that they had gotten to a fight from, the one yeah. that Jin had gotten from Son's father and was supposed to give off, and then later Jin just gave it to Michael because they had made I remember friends. that, but I, I don't remember Michael. I only vaguely remember Michael pawning it off. I don't remember why he did that. To buy a gun to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty sad. No wonder I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, that whole episode was horrible. Yeah, I mean it was a good episode, but it was, was but, that meet Kevin Johnson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was in middle of all that. Yeah. Just one of those little I mean, small detail, but yeah, but yeah, poor poor Michael. He, I mean, he he did his best. He saves a lot of them. Yeah, he, he gave him some time. He gave him some time to warn people. I was always wondering what the other people on the freighter were doing. Oh, we lost a number of the, the first batch of mm-hmm. castaways that Daniel Faraday had taken out there. Which he's still hanging out on the boat. Yes. Yeah, he's still on the boat. It was interesting. They did mention, like, Jack goes, like, there, well, we were on another island. He's like, that's yeah, not here either. <laughs> every so now, every, along, it's a wide section seems to have left. Like, that's true. The Constellation Island seems to have gone. And that was a good moment of, like, kind of making sure, because the audience would be thinking, might have thought about that, too, and mm. they cover their bases. I kind of felt, like, too, like, some of the uh, like some of the dialogue between John and um About the ben magic box and stuff. was also for the people conspiracy theorists. Like, is this where the magic box is? And it's like, what? No! no stop! It's a metaphor, John. <laughs> here, let me put it, here, let me put on a, a Dharma tape to babysit you while I go do my work so I don't have to explain I things. love the Dharma tape so much. So patronizing of Ben. <laughs> I think it's so great that you're watching that thing and then it goes back, it goes backwards. I just think that's, <laughs> it's so much a writer pun right there. Yeah, you might be right. It could be very meta. It, I think it is. Oh boy. Okay. Goodness. Do we get everything? This is getting this episode's running long. Yeah. So yeah, super tense, super just really exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. I do kind of wonder. The guy who played Michael was probably he. He was out for a long. He wasn't in season three at all. No. And then he he really wasn't in this season for his big comeback. He wasn't really in no. it all that much. I wonder if they had more planned, but the but the writer strikes yeah. things short. I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe and maybe not. Maybe they just wanted to do this final thing. Might have at least given him more screen time. Yeah, exactly. How did Ben get into the locked funeral home? It wasn't locked after. Well, after Jack <laughs> broke it. I think Ben came in after Jack had already broken down the door, basically. Oh, I don't really? Think, yeah, I don't think he was waiting in there. Oh, never mind. <laughs> it, it, it seems like whatever that night, because it seemed, I'm guessing that night's the same night Saeed's getting Hurley out. I would guess right around that same time. It would make sense. So I think there's just probably, movement afoot. And probably the same night that Jack and Kate yeah, were I think I think he basically just went back. It would have to be that same same day because yeah. incidentally, nice nice touchback of having the right after the flat, or right that after the previously nice. on go straight into a new scene from. I mean, and you think about right, so like the end of season three, you don't know who's in coffin, and then we bring it back. I mean, just real nice symmetry, symmetry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's lock. So, did you have a theory about who was in the coffin? I did. I thought it was Sawyer. Oh, okay. Because of Kate's thing? Because of Kate's reaction and what else had been going on mm-hmm. in that episode. Like yep. their fights, Sawyer saying, why would I go with you or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Didn't they tape three versions of this ending so that no one would know? Yeah, fun fact. They, actually, they did tape three things. So that, like, I guess there's alternate versions where it's Sawyer in the coffin and there's another one where there's Desmond in the coffin. <laughs> 
but I think it was always the writers always knew which one they intended, but they actually shot it three different ways so, so that they that, could. I think, I or, guess, or what? leaking out or whatever. It was just such a big deal back then. Uh. That's so funny. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's lost for you. It was, it was crazy. The right, back those, those it, days. and the writers just. They just like messing with the audience. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I did say one more thing because I, I, I've always enjoyed the way Michael Emerson does Ben. That scene of him pushing the frozen donkey wheel, I think it's just great all Me around. Too. You just, all the weird, conflicting tragedy that is Ben kind of sits right there. Mm-hmm. It so does. You, you can kind of get feel his emotion about yeah. having to leave the island. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was crying or not when he was pushing that wheel, but I thought he might have been. And his, I hope you're happy, Jacob. (laughs) And I don't always have a great sense of these things, but something felt kind of literary about him going into this long tunnel cavern thing into this really cold place Mm -hmm. to do this. I I don't know how it's literary, but it just felt... Kind of like a descent into death sort of thing. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like, mystical or magical or... Mm-hmm. And, well, really mysterious, because why was it cold? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Bittersweet, and, like, how in the world do you move an island just by turning this wheel? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember watching this the first time and thinking, you shouldn't be able to buy the island disappearing, but at, that, at this point in loss, you're like, whatever. And honestly, watching it again... I'm not sure every actor could sell turning a frozen donkey, that was the code name, frozen donkey wheel, and sell it like Michael Emerson can sell that mm. scene. Mm. It could come off very different, probably with less actors, I think. Yeah, that's a fair point. I will call shenanigans a little bit. Doesn't Ben say something about, like, when he directs John to where the others are, and he's like, they're, they're camped like two miles this way, and somehow Locke makes it over there before oh, Ben finishes no. turning the wheel. It didn't look like he had that far to go down. No, you're right. Yeah. I think some of the, you're right. I think the time wise is a little. Yeah. I mean, wonky. unless you want to say like there's weird time wonky shenanigans. Which, around, uh, uh, sure. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. But it's like, mm, sometimes island hikes can they, take as long or as short as the writers yeah, really wanted it, to. It's like watching 24 and like. There's no traffic in L.A. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, things like that. Yeah, but yeah, that whole that whole line of well, Jacob, I hope you're happy. Hmm, that's some sort of foreshadowing there. I feel mm-hmm. like, but wow, that was season four. We uh, got through it in about two months, which again is kind of a sign of just how much shorter the season is. But yeah, season five awaits. Season five, and uh, that will be an adventure in and of itself. Yes. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Hijack. Remember, our main podcast is Derailed Trains of Thought, where we talk about all manner of storytelling for the creator and the consumer. Um, you can find that probably the same place you found this one, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. And? Janelle. Natasha's back there. <laughs> That's her name, yep. Yeah, I, I don't remember you said much this time, but you're here. I was thinking really hard. <laughs> Thank you for supporting us with your thoughts. (laughs) Till next time, folks. Bye-bye.